Elie Wiesel said about modern-day Jewry that it's like a messenger who was on his way to fulfill his mission and he gets hit on the head and is knocked out. When he comes around, he doesn't remember who sent him, where he was going, what his mission is, and even the fact that he is a messenger. Now that's a pretty critical look at modern-day Jewry as a whole. Seems to say we've lost our plot. But let's, let's ask ourselves a question. What happens if this messenger would look through his belongings, look in his pockets, and find a little notebook which would answer these questions? Something short yet very profound and clear about who he is, where he's going, what his mission is, and of course the fact that he is a messenger. And my question to you is, do we as the Jewish people, do we have something like that? What, what tells us who we are? Where do we go for that? And many people answer, well, the Torah... We've got the Bible. And my question is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it's not too big and too complicated. How many of us have read it from cover to cover? How many of us really know it? How many of us, quite frankly, get stuck in the details? What's the big picture? Can you tell me the big picture of Judaism? What's the, what, what are the fundamentals? Give me a few fundamentals. No. I want to tell you something. We do have something like that. And I didn't even make this up. In fact, it's God's own introduction to Judaism. When we stood at Sinai, all we heard was 172 words. Gematria Akev. We heard 172 words from God. And those 10 commandments are then not only the introduction, but the general principles, the core values of Judaism. And everything else is just a detail. It's within that. These are not foreign to us. There's a beautiful Midrash that explains that when God spoke the Ten Commandments, they came into the soul of the Jewish people and from there onto and engraved onto the tablets. These are really that experience. Engraved these commandments, these ten core values into our psychic. It's part of the Jewish soul. It's part of who we are and what we bring to the world. In no other religion that I'm aware of, and certainly not in Judaism, do we ever find a mass prophecy. That means God speaking to the entire nation as one. Yet that's what happened at Sinai. This is the only time in history that God spoke directly to the entire nation at one time with no intermediary, did not go through Moses. And says the Ralbag, 
because it should be clear to all the people at that time and for all times that this is from God. And in fact, that allowed us to believe in the prophecy of Moses and the prophets that came afterwards. So if God's going to speak 172 words once in history to the entire nation, what is he going to say? Details? I don't think so. I think he's going to give us the big picture. There's something outstanding, and that is that we translate it as the Ten Commandments. And that's a mistake, because the Kitava Kabbalah says, these are called Dibrot. In fact, when you look in the Torah itself, the Torah speaks about them being Dvarim, Aseret Dvarim. Never once does it call it Aseret Mitzvot, the Ten Mitzvot. It calls them the, the Ten Statements or utterances. And says the Ksavah Kabbalah, what is a Devar as opposed to a Mitzvah? It says a Devar is something all-encompassing. It's a general principle. It's something which has a much bigger meaning. It includes all of its details. And thus we have what's called the Aseret Hadibrot. Right? You'll notice that it goes from the masculine usage in the Torah, Aseret Hadavarim, to what we call today, because of the rabbinic usage, Aseret Hadibrot. Why it changed, I do not know. But those are the Aseret Hadibrot. And in fact, if you would count the 613 mitzvot, you will find at least 14 within the what we call the Ten Commandments. Well, if they're just the Ten, ten Commandments, how can they have 14? Obviously, they are much more. So, these Aserita Dibros are, are general. And that means that they encompass the entire Torah. And that's, in fact, a famous Rashi. Rashi brings, Rashi explains the verse that God says to Moses, Come up to me onto the mountain, and I'm going to give you the tablets and the Torah and the mitzvah. And we know that Moses only brings down the tablets. So where was all the Torah and the mitzvah? And from here we see, and it's based on a midrash, that all of the 613 mitzvot are included into the Ten Commandments. And that is the book that Rav Sadia Gaon, one of the Gaonim, wrote explaining and categorizing all of the 613 into these ten categories so these are not specific mitzvot these are categories which include many many other mitzvot if there's 613 mitzvot altogether we'd imagine that each one should each one of the 10 debrot should include at least or around about 61 mitzvot and it's these aserati debrot which are uniquely engraved on stone. The rest of the, by the way, they do feature in the Torah twice. Once when they were actually given in Parshas Yitro, and once when Moses is recounting at the end of his life about what happened in Parshas Vetchanan. And yet, we know that they were written on the tablets and those tablets were put into the ark and the ark is taken to the holy of holies and put in jerusalem in the holiest place the ho 
in the world. And that's where they are. Right? That's the what we call the Ark of the Covenant. And that's because God made a covenant with us through these Debrot. This was the initial, this was the initial marriage ceremony between God and the Jewish people. There are many allusions to this. We know that when Eliezer goes to find Rivka for Isaac, so he gives her um, he gives her bracelets, and he gives and, and there are of a certain, two bracelets of a, of the weight of ten, ten, 10 golden coins, and we know that that's an allusion to the fact of the two t- two two tablets with the ten commandments, because Sinai was a marriage, and a marriage is a covenant, and a covenant is more than just any agreement. A covenant is a coming together of identities into one to create something for the benefit of each other or better yet the whole and that's where this partnership between God and the Jewish people was really forged so when we think about the Ten Commandments we really have to open up and and, and be prepared to look at them and say wow these ten I am the Lord your God. Do not do not have any other gods before me. Do not take the Lord the name of the Lord in vain. Remember the day of Shabbat. Honor your parents. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. And do not covet. Somehow these are not just ten exemplary or interesting mitzvot, but these are ten dibrot. Each one needs to be looked at as a category. And the way we're going to do that is by understanding not only the what we call in Hebrew the Peshat, the simple meaning, but we're going to delve into the Yasod. What is the underlying principle that it's based on? Because at the end of the day, what are our values? Our values are those principles and beliefs which are most important to us and on which we make our decisions. Our values determine what we want. What we want determines what we decide. What we decide determines our actions. You know, it's interesting. I don't think anyone, once once the tablets were put into the ark, I don't think anyone ever saw them. The ark was shut. And the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, would go into the Holy of Holies once a year on Yom Kippur with with a um, with a pan of of incense in order to create a cloud of of smoke so he wouldn't be able to see even the even the ark and what's that the message in that is that our values are hidden deep they're in the holy of holies we don't get to see that that often we don't even get to approach that that often but we know they are there. And that is, that's the power of our value. So what we want to do is look into these Ten Commandments and say, gosh, I never realized, but that's what Judaism really values. And that's what I have in my heart, in my Holy of Holies. In fact, the Kuzari says that the Ark is a symbol to the heart. And from the, just like a heart is the 
life force and, and pumps blood and energy to the rest of the body, so too what's in the RN, these luchot, these tablets of stone with these core values engraved into them, give a life and energy to the entire life of Judaism. So, how are we going to do this? Each one we're going to look at and say, okay, what's the peshat? What's the simple meaning? What's the literal meaning? Do not murder. What is murder? We need a definition, like any other law. What's the definition? We'll study it. It's almost like a mitzvah. What is do not murder? Do not take someone else's life unjustly. That's what murder is. We think, okay, what could be included in that? Give me 60 mitzvot. Give me another 60 mitzvot which are included in that do not murder. And I have to start to think, well, does it go further? What is the principle underlying murder? And for this one, we are even the Torah itself. When Noah comes out of the ark and God says to him, you know what, Noah, before Adam couldn't eat the animals, but I'm going to give you the animals to eat. But be careful. Do not Think to kill people for your own needs because man is made in the image of God. Do not murder. The underlying principle of do not murder is there's an image of God. How could I use that for my own needs? How could I get rid of that? How could I murder that? Okay. Now I've got an underlying principle. This is what we call the Yesod. The Yesod is there's a there's a there's a image of God. Each person, each human being is an image of God, which gives them the inalienable right to existence. And how am I meant to relate to people, these images of God walking around me? Just would it would it be just not to murder them? Of course not. It would be to respect them, to affirm that to do everything to protect that, to be on a physical level healthy and secure, on an emotional level inclusive and secure, on an intellectual and spiritual level alive. Do not murder is a negation of life. What I want to do now with my core value is nurture life. So what we're going to do through this course is go through each one You've got that snippet from Do Not Murder. We'll get back to that. We're going to go through each of the Debrot and explain how, what it means and what's underlying it and how it forms a core value of Judaism. And they start to see, wow, yes, many, many parts, if not a tenth of Judaism. Yes, I see, I understand. Acknowledging that the human is in the image of God and what that means surely is a core value of Judaism. And we'll ex- we will explore all the other ones. So, um, looking forward to going through this course with you. In the meantime, stop and think a little. How do you relate to your values? Look at your decisions that you make, day by day, or be, be they large or small. And what values are at play in these decisions. You could keep a journal for a week or more, look back and try to see which ones resonate with you most. Looking forward to continuing with you in our next program. Goodbye.